Hey there, After Buzzers. We are here with Boy Band Season 1, Episode 1. So many boys, so little time. We're going to see which boys have the right stuff. And yes, that is a Boy Band reference. Do you know the name of the song and the band? You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. That's right. New Kids on the Block, the right stuff. I couldn't help myself. I'm sorry. I'm so cheesy. Hey, guys. Welcome to the very first episode after show. After We're Buzz here. For Boy Band. So excited to be here. I'm your host, Lindsay Miller. I am not alone. I'm here with Dr. Love Grove. Introduce yourself. Tell them where they can find you on social media. Yes, uh, I'm Stefan Lovegrove. And please let me know what you thought about this two-hour premiere over on Twitter and Instagram at Dr. Lovegrove. Yes. And you can find me on social media at Rockin' Mama Life. Make sure you go to YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes, rate, comment, subscribe. We love hearing what you guys have to say. Um, we also have a third member who's not here tonight, Mr. ASAP. Shout out to ASAP. Yeah. We miss you. And he'll be here completing our little boy-girl band next week. But let's get right into it. We have so much stuff to talk about. First of all, first episode, first show. So first excited. impressions. Yeah. What do you think? Um, so I gotta say, there's, I feel like there's so many reality shows on every single summer. Um, I can't yeah. keep track of them all, but I really like this one. Um, yeah. It feels different. It feels fresh. She was telling us, we were talking about this backstage, that there's been other shows, one on mm-hmm. MTV, maybe one... Making the band? And I think one other. I don't remember the network like this, but I, I haven't watched any of them. Yeah. So for me, this is the first time I've seen a show, concept like this, um, and I like it. I think it's really well done. Yeah, I agree. I think anytime you have a new show, it's, the production can always be a little clunky. And mm-hmm. I actually thought it was really smooth how it was produced. In the in the first episodes, it wasn't as clunky. And I mean, again, there's so many reality shows now that it's kind of like, come on, guys, you should be able to do it well the first time. Um, but and I it didn't really lag it. anywhere. I felt no, like they could hear but- us because I swear we were sitting there watching and you look at me and you were like, we have a lot left. Yeah. This is going to be long. And as soon as you said that, it was like they started speeding up and we yeah. move right along. So, uh, yeah. I, yeah, I think it was very well done. The premiere had us hooked. Literally, by the time it got to those eliminations, we were, oh, like, on the edge see, of our chairs, like, who is it? Yeah, definitely invested, which is, you know, a sign of a really great show. Um, so to, so the first episode, we had a double episode, two hours. We saw the 30 contestants that made it to the show. And I love that they didn't have us go through, you know, just blatant auditions. It was more like the voice in terms of having a curated group of guys that we're looking at that already have been vetted and and are coming on and we're deciding like the final 18. Right. That's interesting. I hadn't even thought about that, but I don't want failure boy band contestants. I feel like that would get old Mm -hmm. really fast. And speaking of the voice, did you notice the little shade that I think Rita was throwing at the voice in like the first five minutes of the episode? So they're called architects. Yes. Presuming you saw the episode, they're not judges, they're architects Mm -hmm. on the show. Uh, But she said there's going to be no fights, you guys don't have to argue, there are no teams. Um, And as it went on, I realized how much I appreciated that because... These are like middle schoolers, high schoolers, yeah. college age kids. I mean, and not kids in a demeaning way okay. for those of you guys that are watching. <laughs> uh, but I mean, these are younger people They're and they men. need feedback. So yeah. I'm glad that it's not 
Blake and Christina fighting. Although I did feel like there were a couple moments where, you know, and again, we've seen through all these reality shows that judging is really hard, or architecting. I'm not sure I like that word. But uh, I feel like they were trying to be too nice. Or Nick and Emma in particular were kind of like, well, I kind of don't agree with you. It's just like, if you don't agree, you don't agree. Right. Well, that's true. I want to save some of that for when we get into the war room, which I love that name. Even if you don't like architects, you have to like the war room. room. Um, So, but they definitely have different priorities in what they're looking for. I think that's interesting. Uh, Honestly, I love Emma, but I need her to get over the boys thing. Because I feel like between Emma and Rita, so many boys, so little time, we've acknowledged. But between Emma and Rita, it was like every contestant, they acknowledged the look. And it's super creepy. I mean, as a woman of a certain age, and I am of probably a similar age as Rita and Emma, um, these boys are like 16. Some of them are older. You know, I think the oldest is 22. 22, I think, yeah. Okay, but... To be like, ooh, he's so cute, or in like a, I'm turned on way was a little, a little bit much for me. I was like, ah, they're kids. That wasn't my issue. I mean, (laughs) yes, yes, with some of them, I was like, (laughs) Rita. Yes, with some of them, I was like, Rita, they're minors. Yeah. Um, But no, I mean, I'm 24. 22 isn't that far off. So that's. My issue is just, they've all been vetted. They all have a look. That's the reason they're on the show. So we need to go deeper. Like, don't spend 80% of your critiquing time just gushing. Let the people at home, let us gush as we watch the show. Clearly, they have a look. We know that. Yeah, but we live in a very superficial world. And so the look is very important. Oh, so you're saying you you think that that's... Even though it's a natural, genuine reaction, that's factoring into her judging process. That's fair. Sure. I mean, when you're creating a group that is going to be hopefully successful, like, that does sadly matter in this day and age. Right. Well, especially with boy bands. This is the opposite of the voice. The voice is like, it doesn't matter what your look is. This show, we need a look. You need a look. You need a type. So, let's just lay out. We've got, we had, this episode, we had 30... Contestants, we see them all perform, we whittle it down to 18, and they form three groups from those 18, and we see the first group perform, and one's eliminated, and then we'll see the others in the next couple episodes. Um, While we're talking about the judges a little bit, or the architects, so they're, I guess they're not judging there, but they are judging, right? They are judging. I think the architects is just a reference to their building a band. So while they are eliminating people, the goal is they want to end up with these five right. that they're the building. building together. Right, I'll give you that one. We're Come on, Lindsay! It's a family a summer show. You're kicking people off. That's all we care about. Right. Let's be honest. Um, all right. So what do you what do you think of the judges? Okay, so Timbaland, I could listen to all day because he has this deep voice, and mm-hmm. whether or not his critique is positive or negative, I was like, this is like the voice of God yeah. speaking <laughs> the the feedback. Um, Emma, I already said, I felt like was a lot of boy-heavy yeah. gushing. But you're right. The look factors in. I get it. Um, what I appreciate about Nick is, Nick, I feel like, is looking for a well-rounded package and really does know what it's like to be in a boy band. So he brought up things like chemistry. He brought up things like dancing. Um, Timbaland was so focused on the voice sometimes. And I get that. I don't want bad voices in a band. But I felt like Nick was more well-rounded. What did you think? I Disagree with you on that because I feel like Timbaland is coming to it from a production standpoint. 
um, and trying to find a band that is going to actually work. Whereas I feel like Nick is kind of stuck in his image of what a boy band was. I think there were a couple artists, a couple of boys who have a lot of talent and a very different niche and a very different angle to a boy band. And I feel like Nick is a little tied to the Backstreet Boys and Sync, you know, the tip, the typical boy band, you know, whereas that's not all boy bands are. We have boys to men. We have uh, Menudo. You know, there's so many different types of boy bands, and I really hope that they make one, and it seems to, that they're looking for one that's really diverse and that's going to be a new type of boy band, not the same thing. And I think Nick's a little stuck in that image of what a boy band is. Right. Well, and that... We'll just go there now, because yeah, it really was a theme. There. Let's go there. Uh, go it, there. It really was a Tell theme us what you throughout. Think, Dr. Love Grove. <laughs> it really was uh, a theme throughout the episode. Most prominently, we saw it in the war room, but it's true. Every time there was somebody that didn't fit that mold, mm-hmm. Timbaland was like, okay, that violin thing, or that country thing, or that beatboxing thing. He would grab onto that mm-hmm. and say, this is something special, this is something rare, mm-hmm. I want it. Nick would be like, I don't see how this fits into the mold. So, I, I do agree with you in the sense that it's 2017, so not only are we not reconstructing Backstreet Boys, even right. if they do have a great tour in Vegas right now, but we're not de- remaking yeah. that. We're also not remaking One Direction even. This is like a new evolution. So I do like the creativity of Timbaland. I do think, yeah. Well, and this is the era of the crossover artist. You know, you have artists that aren't just, I'm a rapper, I'm R&B, I'm country, I'm pop. Everything crosses over now. And so making a group that does that is really exciting. Can we acknowledge, I don't feel like we got to see any crossover tonight because putting the, the rock people to do the pop. I don't mm-hmm. feel like from somebody to love to I forget what song they did. Um what we'll, we'll get into we'll it in a second. In a but minute. I don't feel like we got a lot of crossover. I wanted the beat the J hype uh beatboxer. I wanted to see more from him beyond the beatboxing. Right. Um of course we have the next two weeks, but I want to see Andrew do non country. Yeah. I want to so there we'll are definitely see. potential we'll for there. crossover. We're going to get there. Let's talk about these people first. So let's talk about these contestants. Uh, for me, I fell in love with the very first contestant, Chance, uh, who is the EMT and has the uh, the two-year-old daughter. And I mean, he could have been the worst singer on the planet. My heart melted when he was like, my daughter wasn't planned. She was a miracle. And just like that... Somebody who has that outlook on life, you just want them to succeed, you know? And I fell in love with him, and he he sang uh, Somebody to Love. And I don't know. I just thought he had something that you just, you root for him. Okay, so I wrote down the word miracle because the line stood out to me. Um, Honestly, though, with him, I thought his story was bigger than the power of the song. Mm-hmm. I, I specifically wrote this was a really big song choice. Mm-hmm. Kind of like in a singing competition when a female does Whitney Houston. And it's like, should you really go for Whitney, girl? Are you sure? I thought Somebody to Love was really ambitious. Yeah. And I wasn't wowed. I'm st- like, is it but good or is it bad? We're be... still thinking about the story. But does he need to be the best vocalist? And I think this is something that I saw in the whole episode is that we're making a boy band. Sure. Did and his personality everybody... and stage presence stand out to you? Or right. just the backstory? I thought 
thought he stood out as like a content. I don't know. I think he has a place. Okay, I'll agree with Nick. We need to see more. There's more of him. Yeah. I don't feel like we fully saw it, but we're hooked on the story. Right. So I, I'm open to more. Yeah. Well, not open. everybody's going to be the Justin Timberlake. You sure. Know? You need you need different places in the group, and not everybody's going to be that lead rock star vocalist. Okay, so. Speaking of lead vocalist, what do you think of Andrew Bloom? Love him. Because he, I thought, was lead vocalist. He was fantastic. And Emma said that as well. He was uh, he sang Tennessee Whiskey, and I wrote down, wonder what he would do with pop. I thought he had really great presence, really great command, but he struck me as somebody who's very singer-songwriter, you know, plays his guitar, does a lot of gigs. Not sure how he'll do with like the dancing pop, like you know, right. so perform it out there. That's somebody I need to see the crossover from. Yeah. I need to know. And again, some Incredibly of the contestants. Talented. Speaking of crossover, though, I will give them credit for an amazing crossover we got to see. Um, now, I know you weren't the biggest fan of this, but Brady Tutton, the opera singer. Opera. Okay, <laughs> but let's talk about this because he didn't come out there and sing opera. Right. He, he was not. singing, I think it was an Ed Sheeran song, or we it was just a couple of seconds Dang. that we heard because it was in the one of those group montages yeah. that Rita talked us through. Um, but he was singing pop, and you would never have known that that wasn't his natural genre. He was doing a great job yeah. with it. And then they asked him, what do you normally sing? And he said Italian, and then he killed it. So I put him down as they could just have some, like, Imagine a combination of like classical and beatboxing and I don't know. I think there's possibilities. So, We're open-minded here. So here's my thing is we did see a short clip of him and I remember thinking he looks like he sings Broadway or is very uptight. You know when you watch somebody on Idol or any of these com- you know singing competition shows and they just like they their diction's a little too perfect and everything's a little too placed. I felt that from his performance, and we haven't seen enough of him to see that, but it made sense to me that he sang opera because the... he strikes me as one of those artists that's incredibly talented, but just lacks that, like, mm, like it doesn't come from, like, the inside, from the earth, you know, like that, like, inherent thing that comes out in your voice. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. I'm going to wait to next week because I saw... They keep giving us four seconds. ABC, I need more than four seconds of Brady. (laughs) But they gave us another couple of seconds on the preview of next week's episode. And he was front and center in that preview Mm -hmm. of his group. And very Belting it out. Very proper. We'll see. I I think we're going to agree to disagree on him. Matthew Dean. I want to talk about him. He did get eliminated. And he is I don't. The son of uh, two very big, like, 80s-ish pop stars. Uh, what were your thoughts on him? Well, okay, so... Um, I th- he sang uh, I said I didn't soul. want to talk about him for a I reason. Know. He I'm sang t- Beautiful Soul, and I wrote meh, but I felt like he had poor song choice on there. I, I felt like he came out and thought he needed to sing a boy band song and maybe that's not the kind of artist he was. I feel like that could you know, have an issue. I, I was just very underwhelmed. Yeah. Um, I think his vocals, he acted like I just got nervous and that's what they always say. Every yeah. time there were vocal issues, sweet Aww. Emma is like, I think that you were just nervous. I don't think that this was a nerves. I think yeah. that it's just not there yet. Um, and I think there's Bless potential, especially with those parents. Um, I, I think that there's potential. But I wasn't wowed. And also, 
I wasn't wowed on the stage presence either. We're I gonna, know, he looked uncomfortable. I guess my... Okay, so I'm going to use this as a transition into who I thought was the opposite of this. Because with him, I felt like he's not... He doesn't have a good sense of what level his vocals are at. Mm-hmm. Or his stage presence, which I, I kind of thought was mediocre. Now, on the flip side, somebody who's hyper aware oh, of geez. their weaknesses is Devin. Um, but he shined in the episode. despite Seven. Oh, Devin, Devin Hayes. Love him. Right. We love Devin. And despite Seven. his confidence issues, we need to talk about Devin because that serenade. So we have a poll right now. On yes. AfterBuzz TV Twitter, please go tell us what your favorite moment was, and if it's not listed in the choices, you can still weigh in. But please take Put the your poll. Your own in there, right? But he was one of the top three moments for us. Was yes. Devin serenading Rita? Let's talk about that. I loved it. You know, it was it was super creepy, but <laughs> well, I mean, it's I mean, how old is he? Like. 17? I think he just turned 18. It, okay, well, maybe he's like, I thought he was 17. But what I did love about the serenade was that when he was performing to her, it was adorable and completely natural. And I think a really huge testament to his skill as a performer and his natural comfort and confidence and ability to just perform. He may not have the best vocals, but I think he's a born performer. He's adorable and he's so natural. I think a lot of other performers would have been put on the spot to serenade Rita and they would have been awkward and uncomfortable and he was just so at his like at ease up there. He just really I loved it. Yeah, well to me, what was so incredible is certain people that we watched just did not read as boy band at all. Yeah. Right? No, he was like... More than anyone band. else, especially when oh, they yeah. were like, serenade Rita for us. It just came out, and I was like, there it is. Right. You know? <laughs> there it is. Like, just, he's he's going to have a puzzle with his face on it, you know? A no? puzzle. We can already see the Valentine. I had a new kid on the my... black puzzle. <laughs> so, when I was little, I wasn't allowed to listen to boy bands in, in first, second grade, but I remember allowed? getting NSYNC. I wasn't allowed. Mm, um, so sad. Deprived I, child. Truly. But I remember getting NSYNC and Backstreet Boys Valentines. So, that is my, like, boy band test. Can we see you on a Valentine? Um, I could see... Devin we could on see a Valentine. Him. You know who else I could see on Valentine is Michael Connor. We only saw a clip of his original performance. Uh, he did this is the rap rapper with the violin and violin, which is amazing. And then we saw him do freestyle during the um, Architects Group Dynamics. Timbaland matched him up with J Hype, and I thought this was absolutely awesome. I think that he is needed in the industry, and I think he's needed in the band. And I. I think he's going to be in the final band. I think he's fantastic. So there were two in a row that I wanted more from. He was the first one. Because, again, ABC gave us a couple of seconds. And it was a teaser. I was like, I am tuning in for more of Michael Connor. And then right after him was Cam Jackson. Yes, Ordinary People. Which is one of my favorite songs. And... Mm -hmm. I wanted a full performance. That's literally what I wrote down, is I was like, I'm glad that we heard Timbaland say he was special. I wanted to hear... Can I just download it? Well, but my thing with... I don't know. Can we download it? Cam Jackson, my thing with him, from the little clip that we saw, I thought he had a really mature sound, a really great tone, and my only concern with him is that his voice sounds so mature that Hmm. I'm not sure, depending on the mix they get in in the band, if it will fit with, like, younger, more pop ish voices. Okay. Just so in terms of blend. On that note, there were several people that I wrote down struck me more as a soloist yes. in their voice. And he coming out with the ordinary people, he was definitely a soloist 
kind of person. Yeah. Um, so, okay, what did you think of J-Hype beatboxing? I love J-Hype. Do you? I do. I wasn't sold on him to begin with. I love that he, I think it's incredible, the amount of stress he must have been under when Timbaland was like, no, you're cheating, do it with me. To freestyle with someone of Timbaland's caliber on national television with no idea what you're about to do and to be able to handle yourself gracefully and do an amazing job, I think is incredible. I loved what he did in the matchup with uh, Michael Connor, And we'll talk about it in a minute, but I think what we see of him in the final performance leads me to believe that he will be there very long in the competition. Okay. What's interesting to me is I don't think we're going to have both Michael and Jay Hyde. No. Through the very end. No, one So, of them. if I had to pick, I would pick Michael. Absolutely. But I will give him props for that impromptu moment. Um, what do we think of Miles? Miles. Oh, I love Miles. I Mr. love Miles, Tattoos. but I, I'm sorry. I'm calling bluff on this. I don't... He doesn't read to me as a bad boy. I think he no, said yes to that boy. question, but I'm not... Tattoos. Right. I'm buying the, like, creative, indie, artsy type. I'm not buying the bad boy thing, Nick. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm not buying that either. Okay, but what about his story? But I think his story is so L.A., okay? He was homeless in Hollywood, moved out with a suitcase, living in an air mattress. So I wrote, so typical L.A. And also, when I moved to L.A., I literally moved with my boyfriend at the time, who's now my husband, to be a dancer. We packed our suitcases moved out, flew out with, like, the clothes on our back. We lived on an air mattress, like, for years. I was going to say, who among us in L.A. did not start out with sleeping on an air mattress, empty apartment with no furniture? I was not homeless in Hollywood, but... Right. (laughs) Neither was I. But we respect it. We (laughs) respect respect it. it It's so L.A. And then when he sang, I was like, you know what? He, He is a professional. You know, he is, he's a professional. He just owns it. He owns his voice. He owns his performance. I did think he had some weird vocal pronunciation things hmm. that, that might get irritating, but also I think will be easily fixed with a really great vocal coach. Um, but I don't buy the bad boy thing either. Right. Well, and I, do you buy when he said that when they asked him, uh, do you want to be part of a group? Is that a dream for you? Or do you see yourself more as a soloist? And he was like, I yes. definitely want to be part of something. We believe that. I do. Because his answer was, I wrote it down, something bigger, bigger than, than myself. Himself. You don't come up with that answer because you're like, oh, I need to have something catchy to say I'm going to be in a boy band. You know, I think he truly is that kind of artist that wants to just be part of something that is bigger and greater than his voice. I think it's refreshing for him to be... So he just got that studio job in Malibu. And I think it's refreshing that he's like, it's not all about me. No. I want to contribute something and make something in LA. And I love love him. Okay, I need to talk about Sergio. Or uh, who do you want to go to? Yeah, No, let's talk about Sergio because I love... I love me some Sergio. Stand by me. He sings Spanish and English. I love him. He just makes you smile. Yes. You just Does performs. he exude boy band energy to you? Because oh, he was absolutely. another one right up there with Devin that just it poured He's through. He's just like, I'm I am a boy band. Right. Like, he just is meant to be. And he's another one who I feel like, you know, maybe solo-wise, he's not going to be the greatest artist because his, his vocal range. And, and we saw, Emma said she wanted to see more range. And maybe he doesn't have a super rangy voice. 
but you don't need to in a boy band. But the tone of his, his voice. Tone? I was like, I would buy a whole Spanish album oh. of just beautiful but, okay. music from this guy. But so here's my thing. Are they going to make it? And this bothers me from time to time. When they take someone like him who's got an amazing voice, he can also sing Spanish. If they make him sing Spanish in every performance, and then it gets a little gimmicky and not authentic, you know? I agree. We So we don't want someone like the country singer Andrew to pigeonhole himself in a genre. Right. But we also don't want to see this contestant Sergio. get pigeonholed and always have to, to throw in a like, Spanish verse. Are you on there because you can just throw in a Spanish verse and we're going to reach the Latin market? You know? So, okay, so with Sergio, I do think we have to admit we are just suckers for good backstory because I have all Love sorts of notes backstory. written down about he didn't want to play soccer anymore. I, I thought that was very high school musical. <laughs> Mom and dad, I don't want to play sports anymore. I want to sing. Um, but sing. we love him. We both I love, love him. him. And the other one that really closes it out for me of people I loved is Jaden Gray. Jayden Holy Gray. hallelujah. Jaden oh, Gray. He's not going to be in the band, though. You don't think so? No, absolutely not. I think he's incredibly talented. I don't think his energy is going to match up well in a See, boy band. I, I, I was thinking he would go very far, but I'm now wondering if no. I just got overcome with emotion because the hallelujah was just so moving. Oh. It was so good. His performance was incredible. I loved every second of it, but I don't know that he really matches up with the other artists in terms of making a boy band. I could see him in like a very boys to men, very serious ballads hmm. kind of thing. And from what I've seen and the energy and the potential in these artists to make a really cool new sound of a band that's very current and very modern and very young, I don't know that his voice and his person fits into that. And, and hopefully I'll be pleasantly surprised, but I just his energy seemed very much off from what a lot of the other contestants were. Okay. That, what so you, I want to give him a week yeah. and see how he does in the group, but I will say I thought it was interesting Timbaland told him you know who you are, yeah. because I do think to stay in this competition, they are going to have to figure out, first of all, are. if you're auditioning for a show like this, you should already know who you are, yeah. but... They're going to have to figure out what is their sweet spot, what is the the thing that they're here mm-hmm. to fill. Um, that's very interesting. Yeah, we'll yeah. see. I agree. And then also, you know, on that same note is where do they fit in? Are we making this typical boy band? We saw in the previews, they're talking about the heartthrob, the shy one, the baby face, the wild one, the bad boy. And I wonder if that's a little bit of foreshadowing of the types that they're going to make to fill the band. You know, I... I still don't think we have a bad boy because we already said that we don't believe Miles on that. And I if, know. And if John Classen. Okay, John little, could be a little punk him, rock. But also, well, yeah, but he strikes me also as one of those who's like looks a little punk rock, but he also has that like baby face, you know? Right. That innocent, sweet baby face. He's saying Wonderwall, I loved him, actually. Um, Somebody that I could... Well, Wonderwall's a little bit of a karaoke choice for me. Yeah. But I could have listened to him. Someone who could have been, in a maybe in a negative oh, way, the bad geez. boy role, who we Cameron. haven't talked about yet, is Cameron Armstrong. Okay, I want to mm. comment on this. 
There should have been an age cutoff because to me, 22 is really old. So this is what I realized. We have a 14-year-old. We have 16-year-olds. The magic number was 19. Is it awkward to have from middle school, freshman, and high school to a college student age person? That's a big range. Well, but here's the thing. You've got to think about longevity of the band, right? So if you start with, think of like Hanson, right? Mm They were like babies. Best Christmas album, by the way. Best. And then they had a really rough go. Right? Because you hit that, like, puberty point or whatever. Or, you know, how do you become, like, a teeny bopper band to, like, adult? Or even, like, Justin Bieber. Justin Bieber came on the on the market and he was this young, like, teeny bopper, teen heartthrob. And he was able to transition. But, I mean, that's a tough transition that a lot of artists don't make. We see it time and time with, like, Disney, really big Disney names. And then they can't make it to the mainstream. And it's it's just a tough transition. Right. They've got to be like cray cray like Miley to make that crossover. So I think having some band members that are on the older range allows you an easier way to cross over and not pigeonhole yourself as this like teeny bopper. But I do agree when you think of it that way. If you got like a 14 year old and a 22 year old that's a touring high. together. Right. Yeah. Well, and and I see the advantage in that. Um, I just also think in this show, for this competition, I would rather have somebody that has room to grow rather than somebody who we might have ego issues with. And well, let, let's talk was, about Cameron. What, what were Cameron. your thoughts on Cameron? Cam- I'm foreshadowing well, mine. I, my, my notes on Cameron go like this. Love him. Super cool. What? No. Uh-uh. <laughs> That was your thought happen. process. That's live what as it happened, happened as it went through. He's incredibly talented, um, but then he opened his mouth after he was done singing and talking about the gun show and da 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 da. And he was very. There's a strong line between cocky and confident, and he was definitely cocky and not confident. Yeah. You, know? you you know what I am sad to say as someone that spent a lot of my childhood in South Carolina, the, the South Carolina show. people really faded for me. Oh, <laughs> Either I didn't so like them or they faded for me. Uh, Cuz Stone Martin was South Carolina and I think Nick made a joke about his clothes and I was just oh. laughing because it was like baggy chinos mm-hmm. and like a, a dress shirt and I was like this is so College of Charleston right there. Yes. Um, any other So please you guys let Wait. us know what your Thoughts were on these yeah. initial 30. Any more people you want to come in on well, in our initial 30? Well, I think we need 30? to talk about um, Marcus Pendleton. Ooh, who, who Timbaland was... called the whole package. Yeah, I thought he was fantastic. He sang My Girl by the Temptations. And what I really loved about him, A, was his backstory. He was, you know, his father wasn't around, so he sort of stepped up as the father figure for his brothers. I thought it was really sweet, really genuine. But when he performed, I just wrote natural performer. He has that thing. You know, when you perf- when someone performs and they truly love it and they get in that zone and you know if you if you've ever been a performer, you know when you have that performance and you're just you can't even think. You don't know what's happening. You're not you're so in the moment that when you're done it's just a blur and that's how I felt when he was performing. He was just alive and it was so natural and so what he was meant to do when he was performing. I loved him. Well, and that's, I would use that song as an example of, it takes a lot to pull off my girl. And he did. If you can walk out and sing my girl and deliver it, Mm -hmm. I think that says a lot. Um, Song choice that was bold and did not come through for me was Santino singing Million Reasons. Um, I'm a Gaga fan. I love that song. I would have been so thrilled to root for a good acoustic performance of Million Reasons. And that's when he went home. Right. 
But yeah. Uh, and the last one I, I want to talk about who made it through is Drew Ramos. Uh, he was from the Bronx. He was I, standout with the Sam Smith song, not. Stay With Me. He was, he was not, not stand out to you? His initial performance, I thought, was really pitchy. He was super nervous. I was like, oh, this kid is not... Like, I really want to like him, but I don't. Until I saw him in the performance with um, with the whole group, which was amazing. We'll get to that in a minute. Uh, so we, we have the 30. We go to the war room, which Tim Lynn calls the honest room. Well, we did the we did the group dynamics before oh, yeah. the war room. Yeah, we did do the group dynamics. You are correct. Which I wanted to know: were there really just three? Like, I, well, that's no, where you wonder how so... many did they call up? Because I, oh, you know what I'm saying. Those were so pre-planned. That was the only part of the show that I felt was very pre-planned and hokey. I saw, you know, first we saw Timbaland wanted Jay Hype and Michael to do a freestyle, and I was like, wow, that's really impressively good. I wonder if they practiced. And then we saw Emma brought up Chance and John to do Stay With Me by Sam Smith. And I'm curious your thoughts on this. Because I felt like when they both first started singing, I was like, meh, they're not that great. Until they sang together. And I felt like the reason why this clip was on the show was to show the power of two voices that are kind of like, meh, on their own, coming together with amazing blend and harmony and being like, wow. And wow, wow is right, because I literally wrote down, holy harmonies. It was amazing. When they started singing together. And so uh, Nick brought up, Nick used the word chemistry and Mm -hmm. said, this is what we want on this show. This is, and honestly, this is a good explanation of why I'm so drawn to this show, is how magical that we saw them individually. Mm -hmm. And it was okay. It was good. But then unexpectedly, they put... The two of them together, and what happened? Like, Unexpected. let's be honest. Okay, they took these thirty boys or eighteen boys. Well, no, it was thirty before this. They took the thirty boys, they put them all together, they taped a bunch of these, and they, they, sure. But for I'm three. saying for us as a viewer, yeah, oh yeah, totally unexpected. Even in no. the start of that duet, we were like, eh, eh. and then the harmonies kicked in, yeah. and it caught our attention. So. And that goes to show you with this, you know, they're making a band. It's not about the five best singers. Right. Well, and that's. it's the five best blended together that come up with an amazing, you know, like Miles said, something bigger than yourself. And that's what that moment was with Chance and John. It was amazing. And that is what makes me excited to watch all of these weeks. Mm-hmm. Normally, the, the hang up is it's the same group over and over. So how much can they really surprise right. you? What we saw with Chance and John was a good preview of we're going to be surprised. Yeah. By the way, Lindsay, I, I really just need a moment of silence. Oh. Um, I'm, I made sure to make a note because I, I just had so much, so much sympathy. What do you need silence for? I need a moment of silence for what I called the poor unnamed contestants who flew all the way out to LA, did this whole audition process, everything, and, and were not even named. Can I we know. just have a moment? I know. But they were all named on the website. So right. if you want to so know the check out websites, on ABC's website. ABC. The unnamed contestants yes. are named there. <laughs> okay, so group dynamics, we anything also, less? Yes, this is when I knew that it was all fake and staged. Uh, was when Nick Carter brought them up, brought Miles, Jaden, Andrew Bloom, Sergio, Andrew Butcher, and Stone up to teach them everybody. And he. Did not teach them anything. He was like, a one and two and three and four and five and six, seven, eight, go with the music. There's no way those boys knew 
what to do unless they had rehearsed that multiple times, especially because most of them, it appeared, were not actual dancers. But you know what? So I thought that showed a lot about how much boy band potential they really had because some of them sold it, some of them did not. Yeah. Okay, so we had our final 18 were announced. We moved them into three teams. Were there any ones that you were surprised were gone? Because I wasn't surprised. I wasn't surprised at all, partly because of the unnamed contestants. But no, not a lot of surprises (laughs) there. And then we see um, Uplift perform. We have Sergio, Marcus Pendleton, Cameron Armstrong, Drew Ramos, Jay Hype, and Devin Hayes. Um, And they perform That's What I Like by Bruno Mars. Tim Davis is introduced as our vocal producer, who's kind of a jerk, but I kind of like it. But he's worked with Celine Dion and Barbra Streisand. So, so props, that's no. legit. Yeah. Um, and we see during this, Devin Hayes is very honest. He's like, I have very low confidence. I thought my vocals weren't great. I should have gone home. Um, do you agree with that? Um, so I like the humility. And again, it's the opposite of Matthew, who I felt like was not aware of his strengths and weaknesses. Mm-hmm. Um, however, I really want Devin to realize that they chose him and they want him in the room. Agreed. And so what did we see the magic of his original audition? They said, hey, go serenade Rita. He took the instruction. He did it. It was magic. Mm-hmm. So I am confident we can have more of those moments. Yeah. He just needs to believe in himself as much as the people that put him in the room. Agreed. Um, J-Hype, we also see struggling with his vocals. And I wrote, how long can he get by on beatboxing? Right. I, I disagree yeah. with you that he's going to go really far. I want Michael to go far if we want the freelancing vibe. Yeah. I don't think J-Hype has it. I'm sorry. I'd like, He's adorable. Yeah. He's great. But I, I can't see it happening. Yeah. Uh, we also see Drew struggling with can't hitting the high notes. And we also see Cameron, again, just laughing, not prepared. He was, I wrote just hot mess. I wrote perhaps Nick's concerns are valid mm-hmm. about, because Nick was like, I wonder how Cameron's going to be to work with. And that was my note. I thought that yeah. Nick's concerns were valid. And then we see uh, Tabitha and Napoleon are the choreographers. So we'll get to see their awesome choreography, which I'm really excited about. Um, and then we have Uplift perform. And what did you think of their performance? So I thought, again, I thought it was the boy band stuff was shining through. And I think that matters to the judges. I think that matters on the show. Um, so with Devin, yeah, we didn't see his vocals a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and they they called him out for hiding a little bit. He but when he interacted with the fans, they loved him. Yeah, agreed. I also was really surprised by Drew, who Drew I didn't, I wasn't a fan of. I thought he was really nervous and awkward in his original performance and I thought he just really shone in the group I think having the other five people with him gave him confidence and I thought he was a standout in this performance um, still love Sergio yeah our love feelings Sergio. are enhanced by that performance and we noticed they switched two people yes. one person who was not originally supposed to be in uplift came over from six track and Gavin yes. went to six track yeah which we see you producers I bet something we happened there I'm curious to see what happens in that performance for six track to see why that switch happened trying to slip that by us but Cameron peace out I was so I actually wrote, woohoo! I was so happy about this. I, you know what? I just feel like this isn't the show for him. No, I'm it's not, not. We're not denying that he has talent. Oh, he's incredibly this talented. This is not the show. We, we happily wave goodbye. Yeah. We were on edge, though. When it was down oh. to those final three, we were on edge. Absolutely. Because I was surprised. I thought we would keep him throughout the show to see sort of the drama that he would cause, and there would be talks about you're in a band with other people. 
But, you know, I think Timbaland said it best. You're you're a solo artist. I don't think he is he is, has the tools to be in a band with other people. So overall, both in that final elimination and in the 18, I think we're both pretty happy with we're not going to be the whole season. There are going to be no. times when we disagree. Mm-hmm. But I think they made it pretty clear, at least with what they showed us. They made it pretty clear these yeah. are the people that deserve to go on. So Absolutely. that brings me to we both chose who we think. And we're going to make yes. ASAP do this. So ASAP, you're on notice. We want to make some predictions about who we are guessing from episode one, two hour premiere, is going to be in the final. Oh, now, you're yes. after have you not seen After Buzz predictions? I've not. My other show doesn't have okay. predictions. So, Dr. Lovegrove, who do you think is going to be in the band. Okay, so I'm really taking a chance on one of these, and I know you're really going to disagree okay. with me on one of these, but that's probably why I chose it. So my first one is Sergio. Of course. Undeniably, I think Sergio. Um, second of all, I put Jaden. I know you don't think he fits into no. the big picture, mm-hmm. but I'm sorry. if the judges continue to eat him up and he continues to deliver, I, I put Jaden. Jaden's gone. Um, I know you're really going to disagree with this one, but I said Brady because if you can deliver pop, no, if he can deliver pop and he's classically trained, I think he could be the strongest vocals of the group in that sense. Um, Fourth, I put Michael. I love that he can rap. Connor, yeah. I would put the rap in the group. I don't think we need beatboxing in the group, but I would put the rap. Michael Connor on YouTube has a music video to his single called "My Dogs." And it's amazeball. I have been informed I need to watch this. Yes. Okay, and then my fifth, and this should come as no surprise, but I think Devin's going to go all the way. He has work Devin. to do on his vocals, but mm. if he brings it with the confidence, um, which I have faith that he can, I think that he can go all the way. Because, he, again, he just screams boy band to me. And I got to tell you, from the minute I announced I was doing this panel, his fans showed up on my Twitter even with just that boy band tag. So that tells me when it gets to voting, if he can pull yeah. through. Well, he did pull through because that well, was his uplift. I'm pretty uplift. sure he's a big vlogger. I think he does some vlogs with his right. like, mom and his girlfriend and fun stuff. Yeah. So I, I know his fans are going to come through and vote. So those are my five. I need to know your five because I know it's a very Ooh, different list. I know. And I was really torn on this. So definitely, and, and you're probably not going to, well, I know you agree with me on this. Sergio's in the band. Right. Sergio's got to be in the band. And Michael Connor. I love those two. I think they're real okay. standouts. Um, I'm curious to see how they continue to do in the, in the group dynamics because I think they're both fantastic. I also really... I'm rooting for Miles. I know that he's kind of a wild card because a lot of people are going to see him and think solo artist. How does he fit? But I think he's incredibly talented and I think he's going to surprise us is how he does in the group dynamics. I think he's an incredible artist. And we get to see him... Two, so next week is Reverb. Yeah. So ironically, none of the people that you really want to no, see in the groups. But two weeks from now, we have the six track yeah. guys, which is including Michael Connor. And yeah. Miles, yes. Yeah, so Miles, Michael, Sergio. I also think Marcus Pendleton is going to be in there. I think he was kind of a sleeper this week, but I think we're going to see him shine in the later weeks, and I think that the production has been smart about that, and I think he's going to come out and really surprise mm. people. Um, and then Andrew Bloom. I he was really, my runner-up. really love, and I was torn between him, Devin, and... Um, and Chance or Chase is it Chase or Chance? Chance Perez. Chance. Um, and I ultimately went with Andrew because I think his vocals are incredible, and I'm 
I'm excited to see how he does in the bigger performances to see if he can live up to that. So I was taking a chance on him. I think you built a band of soloists because Miles and Marcus were the two that I wrote down, strike me as a soloist. And even though Andrew, and I love Andrew Bloom, he was my runner up for my list. I think they're all soloists. No. All right. Well, that is it for our very long first episode of Boy Band. So excited for this season. Yeah. Seven, tell everybody where they can find you on social media. Yeah. You can find me online at americaslifecoach.us. And please let me know what you thought about this episode. Tell us where we went wrong at (laughs) Dr. Lovegrove, D-R-L-O-V-E, G-R-O-V-E. Such a pessimist. Tell us where we went right. I'm Lindsay Miller. You can find me on social media at Rockin' Mama Life. Make sure you go to YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes, rate, comment, subscribe, and hit us up in the chat. Let us know who you think is going to be in the final boy band and your thoughts on this episode. Catch you guys next week. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.